Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 46. I'm your host, Wax, here as always, my co-host Ads, Butcher Keith, making sure everything sounds good in the background. Also, we have a guest today. We have uh, we have Jason, who's back for a special episode. Jason, how are, how are you doing? I'm great. I just woke up from a nap, and I'm ready to hang out with some friends for a bit. Ads, how are you doing? I also woke up from, well, not a nap, but uh, from my sleep. And I'm great, and I'm ready to hang out with some friends for a bit. I'm just going to copy Jason's comment. <laughs> Ads, what is our special occasion? Why have we brought Jason back on to, to the podcast? Why have we brought Jason back on? Well, no reason, because, you know, Jason is just, he can, he's just our friend, and we just want to talk to him sometimes, you know? Wax, why do we have to have a reason? No, I'm joking. Um, well, if uh, you... Just, just coincidentally, yeah, the League of Legends World Championship is right around the corner. It's starting uh, next week on October fifth, I think. Uh, fourth. Let's let's, let's say October fifth. October fifth. Yeah. <laughs> let's it's just say on it Tuesday. And and while and while uh, Team Liquid will not be competing in the play-in phase, they are in this tournament. Team Liquid is famously Jason's favorite team. Uh, and they have a history of not doing well at this particular tournament. So we have in- invited Jason on so we can, uh, basically just ride his balls about this shit. I actually will disagree on them not doing well. I think they do Oh, pl- please elaborate. Please elaborate. Please I elaborate. They've done... Not- other than, uh, um... Maybe 2019? I thought they did better than... They ever really should have in all their groups. Like wait, last wait. year. Wait, wait. Oh, we so just lost think... one. Okay, yeah. At, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the conversation though. Wait, so when you say they did better than they should have, but they also came out with a bad result, you're basically saying that the expectations were crap in the first place. You're admitting that, right? Well, yeah, they're from NA. What? Okay. So, wait, wait. wait. Oh, 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 are are you starting this thing on a sort of like uh, you're you're gonna see the ground first so you don't get hurt that much. You're gonna say, yeah, the NA teams can only do so much, and then they've and gone then three time. and three every single year at Worlds. And like they beat all the teams that they probably should, and they split teams with the teams that are maybe a little bit worse than. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they go three and three again. Although they probably have a harder group this year than last year. We'll have to see, but. Okay, remind me, Jason. What what is Team Liquid's best result ever in Worlds? It's always three and three. We've never not okay. gone three and three in Worlds. And never, uh, never out of the groups. Always three and three. And, and yes, losing. yes. And I and I and if I recall, some of those three and threes were reached because by the last game they were two and three, but it was already decided. So they just yes, kept, they, yes. they got a consolation win. Well, and, they and still had are, to win, but yes. Yeah, so, but your argument here is that so you're you're claiming that you were not disappointed because that was you and and all of your objective fandom knew that this team probably wasn't good enough to reach the playoffs. Got last year, people were saying Team Liquid wouldn't even make groups, and then they did way better than uh, most people said they would. I was even surprised how well they did. To be honest, like. And people will say like it was, they got there because like they did kind of cheesy level one strats and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't really care. A win's a win. Cheesy level one strats is the stupidest fucking reasoning for anything. It's because people are mad. The game starts from minute zero zero. Okay, 
Like, I don't get why people call cheesy strats like picking picking a different champ or something like that, or like picking a non-meta champ is cheese. Or did, like, level 1 strats are a viable part of the game. And actually, level 1 strats should be promoted more. And I'm back, by the way. Sorry for the disconnect. So if I go discuss that. Um, yeah, like, do you remember when Gam was at Worlds? Everybody loved what they did, and it was just fucking ridiculous. It was, like, it, like, it was literally just level 1 cheese, or they pick, like, ridiculous champions and, like, just hard commit to snowballing them. Like, that's a strategy. You yeah, don't have to like it, but... If you're a shit team, why are you playing the Korean way? You're never going to beat the Korean team. You're never going to beat the, you know, the Chinese team. You're probably not going to beat the European team or the, the American team, realistically. And there's always going to be one shit team in the in the group that's free wins, right? And the, usually what happens is the most fun groups are the ones where the shit team pulls off one or two upset wins. You think about um, Alliance in Season 4 with their group because they lost to... They got kaboomed. Kaboom, yeah, kaboom. They got kaboomed by fucking... Yeah. Was BRTT on that team? Uh, I don't think so. I think... Uh... Who was their top laner? I remember the top Lep. laner was a me. It was Lep. Yeah, Lep. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, zero sixteen and 2 in, like, however many games. Yeah. Okay, as just to catch you up, basically the conversation that how it went was... Jason came in with like a, a pretty good, a solid strategy of saying like, I always, Jason went with the approach of, I always knew this team wasn't like that good. So in his mind, they performed up to their expectations or like they, they didn't disappoint him at least. Like was he this always, for the last Worlds or the past couple Worlds actually? Yeah, so I said past, every Worlds. Past, I said 2019 was the only one where they probably should have gotten out of the past groups. Worlds. And I feel like ads like you would be familiar with this thought process because that's sort of like uh, how many Manchester United fans have coped for the last I don't know like five years by, hey, by saying yeah the yeah, yeah we, we, I, game this week wait 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 which so wait it's four years sorry I I don't know the exact number of years that Manchester United has been bad but we've been bad for more than four years it's been like six years seven years yeah so exactly but this is the exact strategy that a a fan of a team with a very prestigious name, but not so good in terms of actual uh, on on the court on the rift performance would say. So, uh, do you under, do you understand? Do you sympathize with Jason's approach of saying, you know what, like I I sort of know that we're we're good, but not that good. Do you understand this approach? Yeah, I I get it. I think the the funniest part of worlds for me is the the amount of copium that. NA fans spew at the end of Worlds about why NA sucks. That That's just the most fun part of Worlds. And they always say the same thing. And they always say the same thing. And the reason it, your your region sucks it's, is because... It's not copium, though. It, it's disparium. Like, I, I don't think that people make excuses. I think they're just, like, they go to the circle jerk of despair and, like, uh, just depression. I don't think anyone makes excuses. Do they? Maybe C9 fans do. Oh, yeah. They blame the solo. That, the solo queue excuse is, like, the number one. Yeah, okay, solo queue, let, let, let's go through that before we go through anything else, okay? Solo yeah. queue is important, right? It yeah. is important. But guess what? If there are, what, 10 teams, 5 players yeah. on each team, that's 50 players, then you've got Academy, that's another 10 teams, that's another 50 players, and then you've got a couple of aspiring pros, high high ELO streamers, that's another 50 players. You've already got 150 players there, at least, that are playing the game, and you're not even including people who are aspiring pros, etc., etc. 150 players who will play the game to win, okay? Um, I've seen people say that things like GP barrel combo is harder to do on 60 ping than it is on 10 ping. Like, I've never played on 60 ping to, like, confirm that, and I don't really play GP. But I'm sure that's the reason why 
NA GPs tend to suck worse than, you know, Korean GPs. Korean G- Korea picked up Korea and you picked up that champ very very quickly. It's been a staple pick. But the fact of the matter is that NA pros don't give a fuck about solo queue. If they gave a fuck, it would be better. They could have changed it themselves. They've done all those. What, what do you call them? In house. In house games. Yeah. Like they could have done more. Okay. They just don't care. That's the truth. It's 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 as simple as that. And the the truth is, it's not about any soul queue. It's just the player base. It's too small. That's the straight up truth. You can't have that small of a player base and not supplement it with. Oh. Oh shit! I guess his internet's got out again. Okay, Jason, what 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 do you think about the Alex's rant on solo queue? Do you think it's that important? I I know that that's basically oh, it's a, it's a it it's is a argument because like yeah. For sure. But he's 100% right about the player base. When I started playing League uh, almost 10 years ago, uh, which sounds fucking crazy, holy. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty much all my in-person friend group played it. That's how I got into it. My one friend liked it. And he said, hey, this guy, game's free. We just finished. <laughs> we just got off Minecraft. And we are like uh, trying to find a new game to play on the computer. Uh, so I was like, yeah. whatever, this game's free, we'll try it. I hated it, I remember that. And like, I, I got like forced into playing with my friends pretty much, right? And I'm the only one who plays it, which is fucking ironic. But uh, to find other people who like League took me a while. Like, after my friend group stopped playing, like, I, like it was really just Discord. Being able to find other servers with people was probably the only reason I still play League. If I didn't have new friends to play with, I wouldn't play this game anymore. Yeah, but the thing is that even when League was popular in America, like NA was still bad. Like NA's been bad since the start. So, like I don't know what the argument is here in terms of saying, hey, NA made it out of get- the groups twice in the first four years of Worlds. Or I guess I won't count season one. So still twice though. I think season two and season four they made it out, and maybe okay, in season three. I guess they were doing better, but 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 C nine C nine has recently made it to pop, to playoffs too. So like like I, well, I, if, you're, recently, yeah, if you're trying to like, I would not say yeah. Cloud Nine is the most recent success for T- Team Liquid made it to finals at MSI. Yeah, so so I'm saying that like if you're trying to like yeah. to draw this correlation between like overall popularity and how many people are playing on the NA server, I don't think that there's like much of a correlation. I like I, that's like an interesting phenomenon, but I don't know if we have enough data points to say that hey. Like the general popularity of the game on the server, like it relates to like, how good the players are, because like you know. Well, you got to yeah, think too. It. You have less players, you have less people to comp- compete with, right? I I know that's like the conventional wisdom. Like it makes sense, right? Like like logically, you would think, oh, you know, if this game is not as popular, less people are playing, then obviously, then the competition is going to be less. There's going to be less talent. But as you said, the results don't bear that out particularly. Like I. As you said, TL made it to MSI this uh was it this year or was it last 20, year? Twenty nineteen. Oh, twenty nineteen and then yeah, C nine they they made it to uh to semis. So it doesn't in- entirely bear out that you know declining popularity of LOL in uh North America in particular. Like yeah, I understand the conventional wisdom argument of like that's bad for the game, and obviously yeah, it is if it gets to like a certain point. But I don't think at this size of the game, where LoL is still a substantive game, I don't think it's hurting the competitive uh, what, competitiveness of the region at this point. That's yet. just because teams boot camp for a month before a tournament and play against good teams for a month and play on a good server for a month. 
Is it? Is it? Is. is that the only reason you think? I would say it's a very strong part of the reason. So, as what do you think about this argument that solo queue is so important to a region's competitiveness? Because don't a lot of the players from your region come to America? Like they get scouted from your region, and the guys in your region, like ostensibly, they play on one of the weakest servers. Like that's separate. That's in terms of either player base or by ping. So, I, so explain that. I think solo queue matters up to a point. But eventually, it gets to the point where, like, the baseline skill of everybody, like, I'm talking about the average player. You're not talking about talking about the fakers, the showmakers, the canyons. The baseline skill of the average player isn't all that much different between players, right? Like, even when, um, you know, wild cards, what do you want to call them? What do they call them now? Uh, emerging them regions. Region? Emerging regions. Emerging regions. Yeah, that sounds fucking great. I'd rather could be called a wild card. Uh, emerging regions don't get a head stomped in lane, even by like the Korean teams or the or the Chinese teams, right? Like most of their players are able to go, you know, relatively even in lane. Um, it's it's really when you get to the you know transitional phases of of the game where they have to pick you know the correct option out of multiple options, or they have to team fight. Uh, when when it starts to pull the the Korean and the Chinese teams start to pull away. Um, for the most part, there are obviously exceptions, um, which tells me that solo queue doesn't really matter that much in terms of the like the the highest tier of skill. It matter like the highest tier of skill doesn't come from solo queue. It comes from you know uh, the relative drive of the player. I think. Well, so so wait. So in that case, you're saying that basically it's uh, it's NA copium when they say, "Oh man, like we suck at worlds because our our solo queue is the worst." It's because they don't understand like the highest level of the game better. But in that case, like how do they fix that? Like what? How does one learn go? How does one go beyond solo queue and learn like how to play the game better at that level? Okay, so so let's look at let's look at two of the most impactful roles. In terms of um, League of Legends, that really, um, and I guess, no, the, the, I'd say they're the two most impactful, and they're also completely different to solo queue, right? Let's look at um, support and the sort of jungle, okay? Jungle and support play completely different in in, in competitive than they do in um, solo, queue, yeah. solo queue. It used to be top that used to be the most different because you used to do like lane swaps and shit like that, which you didn't really do in solo queue. It was very, very rare. It happened a couple of times, but it never used to really happen in solo queue, even when it was popular in uh, in competitive. Uh, it but, was fucking like it's you need to be coordinated to do it, so there's no way you can do it in a solo queue. Yeah, uh, so jungle like in in solo queue as a jungler, your job is to goomba stop it down a fucking lane, and because laners are fucking stupid, you'll get kills, and then you'll be ten and zero, and then you're just gonna head stomp everybody because you have the most gold and your items are extremely efficient. That doesn't happen in in most competitive. Okay? So you got to know how to how to rotate around the map. You got to know which when your laners are going to be under pressure, when your laners under pressure to dive, when your laner needs some needs someone to break a freeze, when your laner needs someone to push lane for him. It's a much more supportive role in competitive than it is in um, in worlds. And I think in, uh, that role and support everybody pushes towards uh, Samsung White with Dandy and uh, Mata for writing the book. On how to how to play support and jungle and how to play them as a duo, and I don't think 
any jungle support duo in the West has ever scared me the way they have. And obviously, they were the best support jungle duo. I think that's one big difference in terms of how well players play together. Everyone makes the meme, you know, uh, white white people fighting or any team fighting, you know, that kind of thing. But it, it, there's a bit of truth to the meme in that. In terms of synergy, there's there's a barrier that NA players don't really reach. You never see a good, like, best NA team fighting was probably the what, like uh, TSM when they used to just lose every early game and then win off team fighting. But even then, they're not as good as the Korean and Chinese team or even the best European teams. Which is what, kind of what we were getting at earlier. Like, they're not going to out-Korean a Korean team, so having a fucking strategy. And that's always why Cloud9 does okay at Worlds is because they do fucking weird things. Like, or TSM like just wins. Well, wins. Not lately, but they did just win off being better at lane, which you're not going to have at, happen at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've- so I, I think both of you make like interesting observations, but those are observations. So here's, but I'm asking about what's the solution and what what's the reason for these deficiencies and what's the solution. So you guys are saying that solo queue is not a solution, is not the reason and not the solution to you know these problems of like being unable to play jungle and support as like pro at, at championship level support roles or the inability to team fight. So then what is it then? Like how how does one learn that? Is it just like, do you know the answers? Is it just a mystery? I think it's hours. Like, people meme, you know, uh, you don't need 15 hours a day. Like, like when um, doing B1 Worlds, right? That dude was sleeping, what, three, four hours a day. He was playing League 10, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Not, not including, like, VOD review. He's watching fucking VODs in between games. In his queue, he's watching VODs of other players. He's watching... You, know, you you see um some junglers who are watching vods of other junglers learning their pathing writing down their pathing uh, like the the levels of knowledge needed at that upper echelon exceeds the amount of effort that i think almost every single na player i've ever seen will put into the game like what was the um tsm team that said they they did three scrim blocks and that was some revolutionary shit was it uh weldon's tsm i think it was right Mm, that sounds about right. Pretty much every top level team in NA does three scrim blocks, though. It's like very rare they don't. And now, too, because of NA's three day a week schedule, they only scrim three days a week. Or, yeah, they scrim oh, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, Thursday. Oh, oh, could you could you guys like explain like what a scrim block is and how many games that is for people who don't know? Okay, so a scrim block is essentially five games. Sometimes they play three games. Depends on the setup. Yeah, typically five um, between between two teams. Um, sometimes you will scrim a team like the same team for two blocks. Sometimes you'll do two diff- different teams. Um, most teams start around what, 10, 12 o'clock? Then yeah, they start at like 11 a.m. usually. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll, they'll do like a three or four hour block, like break, three or four, three or four hour block, break. And then some teams and, and will do three or four hour block. To be fair, they don't just play five games back to back, they do. Play a game and they do like a half an hour review, and then they play a game that do like a half an hour review. So it it is like it's an easy five hours, like for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, so you're saying that NA teams do do that twice a day, and 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 what do typically all the good teams are three times a day. But but the Korean and Chinese teams purportedly do that what three times a day, four times a day. They do. Uh, I don't think they. 
But I don't think they do any more blocks, but they play solo key way more. Yeah. Like, you can just look at, you know, um, Korean's... Uh, it, it is an advantage, obviously, when Korean solo queue has the best of Korea, the best of China, the best of Japan, the best yeah. of Vietnam, the best of everyone playing on, on the server. No, but, but but I thought your argument was that, like, you can't learn these high-level, like, 5v5 things through solo queue. Like, you're playing... And, like, I thought that was your argument, Ads, or... or like you can learn your leaning through that, but you can't learn like the coordination, the team fighting, the jungle, jungle and support subordinating themselves to being supporting roles in, in service of the greater good. I, I I thought you were suggesting that you can actually learn that through solo queue, even if you play like a gazillion hours a week. Yeah, but I'm saying is that even when they're playing solo queue, they're putting hours into other things that make them better players, like watching other people's vods, like watching like like I remember I can't remember who it was. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was who was streaming, and like during their stream, they they're watching uh, other people's streams. They, they're watching other vods of players on YouTube. Um, they're they're taking down notes. You know, they're writing down notes of the players what, what they're doing. Um, and I'm sure Doing B did a lot of that as well. Like, but again, it's not a like I wouldn't wish that on anyone, right? Like that's that's a terrible life in terms of living conditions. But ultimately, if that's the level that people have said is necessary or people have you know, demonstrably proven over 10 years of league that that's the effort needed to be the best of the best. You can still be pretty good without doing that, but you're not going to be the best of the best. Then if you're not doing that, then you're already at an appreciable difference in, in hours, right? Yeah. But I feel like this doesn't like answer like your, like one of your premises and saying that, hey, the reason why there's no Mata, like a very self-sacrificial, amazing player in in the West, is like, what's the reason why it don't exist? Like, why didn't okay. Hillisong or why didn't why didn't Mithi learn to play like that? And you're saying that, because like, you said like solo, you can't learn that in solo queue. Like you were implying that you can only learn this selfless five v five world championship behavior through some kind of like mythical, some kind of like yeah, some kind of like unknowable knowledge like so how do these western players learn that like well, what because it's not solo queue according to you well if, if we look at like other sports we know that player base or you know base of people equals higher skill level on average because you just have more people to pick from and people are just differently skilled that's just the truth um somebody will wake up tomorrow and will we, we, the, the person who will be the greatest mid laner ever could have been born yesterday for all you know right um but they play they they live in na and league isn't the most popular game in na so they go play cod and they're a cod player okay um i think it's a bit of luck in terms of the highest t players right and you need less luck the more people play does that make sense Okay, so this is sort of going back to the argument I had with Jason before, because like, because Jason was was pointing out that NA actually has gotten like pretty solid. Like, obviously, like, you know, NA is not the normal worlds, but he was saying, hey, Team Liquid got second place at MSI twenty nineteen, C nine went to the semis of worlds recently. So Jason was pointing out that like the player base in NA, it doesn't exactly correlate to the success of NA teams, and obviously there's like imports and all that influencing the statistics. So. I recognize that, and I understand your point. But, 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 like, what I'm asking you is that, like, are you saying that the ability to play Mata, the ability to play Cordia J, that's not learned through 
that's not learned through solo queue. That's learned through. Is that like? So you're saying that's God given talent, the ability to be there, a there's a level so, God given talent, yeah. Okay, so so just to like read the map and play selfless for the, the greater good of the team and sub- subliminate your ego. That's and, a certain amount of that's innate. You're saying. Yeah. The other thing Jason said was he said uh, something about how TSM won because their players were just straight up better, right? Um, I think that matters. The level of relative skill in the region matters quite a lot. Um, Like, in terms of how good, how hard a team will be pressured, like, will, you know, TSM be pressured enough to improve their mid-jungle duo if they don't have to? The answer is no, they just won't. Like it's impossible. Um, did Mata and Chovy, uh, sorry, Mata and Dandy improve a lot by playing against the, the level of competition in Korea at the time? I think yes. So I think it's just hard for a team like that. Like, core JJ, right? He won Worlds. Um, and then he went to NA, and people always make this assumption, like, assumption for reasons of, you know, um, not just core JJ, but other imports why do imports become worse in na than they do in their home region and there's lots of reasons you can give but i think the reasoning is um just straight up the competition there isn't as good so they don't have to they don't have to continuously iterate and improve on the way they play because um their baseline level of play is good enough to win usually wait is Korchi actually worse i feel like he i feel like he's been doing pretty okay He's been doing like his usual level. It's just his I team would, around. I would him. actually say he maybe got better. Yeah, like, mm, like I, it's hard to know, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely agree. But um, like, like Corsage could, could win MVP every year. He could play, he could win MVP every year in NA, and that wouldn't be like odd. Obviously, I know why you have to give to other people, but like it, it wouldn't be it, odd. It, maybe it's because of like the skill gap, but like. I never looked at Cordu J when he played in Korea. I especially fucking hated Samsung Galaxy. I thought they were so trash. Um, which is on the topic. Um, but like Quarter Day was just fine in Korea. You know what I mean? Like he was he won worlds that year because they were good at the ardent meta, and like during regular season, and then especially in twenty eighteen after that, like he was just like a normal player. Like he wasn't a standout. Yeah, Where I think in NA Cordier he is the best player in the league. Yeah, but Quarter Day was also a bit different in terms of the effort he's putting in NA versus other Korean imports, right? Yeah, I would say what makes Korja J, and I definitely think he's an outlier, uh, he has the best mindset on, on NA, like, of what to do to win than any import that's ever came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, 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 what are, you, what are you implying about, like, in terms of, like, mindset? So are you saying that, uh, could you elaborate on that? I, I don't know what you're saying there. Um, essentially, he was saying that people flame NA because it's bad or whatever, but he doesn't think his team's bad, and he thinks that they have the potential to win, and he wants to win, and he's going to do whatever it takes to win. He doesn't like their excuses people make because they're dumb. Like, he, like, that was one thing Ads and I mentioned earlier was the in-houses. He played, like, a ridiculous amount of in-houses on low ping and, like, had a ridiculous win rate. It was, like, 70%, 80% win rate on low ping on these uh, in-houses. I don't, like, know, I, I, they, I don't know. Did they do skill rating inside those? Um, yeah, and his MMR was yeah. nuts. It was like so much higher than everybody else's. They had to like if he basically unbalanceable if he was on one team because it was just that good. Wait, yeah. 
So, so wait, wait, contrast that to like guys like Huni and Someday who've had like a lot of success. So are you saying like you visibly notice them from their peaks in Korea that they're not they're not trying as hard or maybe like their mentality has been affected in a way? Like obviously it's hard to notice that, from, you know, to extrapolate that from their play. But is that what you're claiming? I think the mentality is worse and the level of competition really? is worse so that I have to improve as, as, much, as much. Really? Really? Okay. Because yeah. I've always thought that Huni, at least his mentality in terms of like trying to be a winner, has stayed the same and that his struggles have been like elsewhere. But, you know, but whatever, that, that's my well, opinion. Huni's well, a bit different in that he started, he got most popular in the West, right? Yeah, he got popular playing for Fnatic and then went, went to, to Immortals, got even bigger. Oh, yeah, and went to Immortals and yeah. yeah, and then yeah. EG and then Clutch Gaming and then Dig and but, but, then... Uh, the average the Korean end. import, right? Yeah. Like your crowns, your... Who's it? Who's it like, I was going to say Piglet was a really good... Uh, Piglet. Um, yeah, yeah. Arrow. Arrow, yeah. Um, they, they've been a lot, right? Like, on average, um, they've been more flops than they have been successes, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's actually not by like a, as a huge margin as you would think, but yeah, like, like on on balance, I would say it's it's more failure than success on balance. And and maybe a bit of it is the hype, right? Like, may, oh Mickey, fucking oh Mickey, Mickey is the big example of like the flop. I, f- I honestly forgot Mickey played in NA. <laughs> yeah, like m- maybe it's just too much hype, right? Like may- maybe people didn't understand why those players were good in that situation. Um, and well, like why Mickey was good for in Korea was because his team played around him. Like they they had the full trust in him. He was the carry. Maybe that didn't happen in NA. Um, I I actually think Mickey was okay until he went to Golden Guardians, and Golden Guardians were just shit. He did well on Team Liquid and Team Liquid Academy. All right, right. so so Jason, as the resident Team Liquid fan. And as someone who has claimed that they've been, that they've been very realistic about Team Liquid's performance at Worlds every year, how yeah. do you think they'll do this year? How do you think they'll do? Well, based on the group draw, and let me go to this page. I had it open. Um, I think they got either the best or second best group they could have gotten. But who are Worlds they facing? Fucking stacked this year. Who are who are they facing? Uh, Genji, Mad Lions, and then presumably, like provided all the plans go as expected, they'll be LNG. Um, and I legitimately think Team Liquid has a chance to make it out of this group. Um, but it really depends on not necessarily Team Liquid being better. It depends on the other teams being worse. Um, why do you think so? So, so t- talk to me about these other teams. Wh- okay, why do you? Genji, Clit is fucking terrible. And he consistently, oh, oh. he consistently oh. loses his team games, and I can you can count on that to happen at least once in groups, and you just have to gamble and hope it's against Team Liquid. Yep, agreed. As as, as 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 a popular as a jungle purveyor as a jungle main, what do you think? So, Clint used to be like one of the best junglers in the world. What happened? To He's him? fucking. He does not fit in with Genji. I don't know what the deal is. He has not been a good jungler for that team. He was, I thought he was give... fucking awesome on JDG. I thought he was fucking awesome on SKT. He is not bad on Genji. Can you give us some like uh, some like insight into like why this happened to Clid? I think Clid 
um, really, I, I don't know why. Like, realistically, um, e, uh, not EG, sorry, Genji are roughly the same or similar team to SKT were, to even what JDG were. Like, the, the way they play isn't that different from those two teams. So it's not like it was a massive difference in the way he should play. He just doesn't play well. Like, he just makes bad decisions. Um, and I, I guess he always had that, like, bad decision in him every couple of games. Like, it, it wasn't like he was a flawless jungler, right? Um, but it seems like he just doesn't play as well right now. And I don't think I have a, an answer why. It's, it's not even, like, um, what, say, meta. Like, he plays the champions. The, the champions that are in meta right now aren't that different. He just plays badly. I don't know. To say. So, so he's just he's just randomly worse. He's just randomly worse. Randomly today worse. Than yes. That happened. It happens. Like it, it, when you get older, you get worse. So that, that works. Oh, and also, know. last year wait, wait. at Worlds. Oh. Go ahead. Wait, wait, Wax. Did you say when you get older, you get worse? Wow, that's such a Korean mentality. That's such a Korean mentality. Mean? Why are you putting numbers no. on on Korean players? They they can play for as long as they want, Wax. That's just terrible for me. Yeah. I, I, no, no, that that is not a Korean mentality. And Korean mentality is like the older you get, the more. Even if you get worse, you have to respect your elders. Yeah, That's yeah. the Korean mentality. Did you did you not see that? Um, I can't remember which team was it, but they were like looking for trainees, or I don't know if it was trainees or academy players. I don't exactly remember the context. They said uh-huh. no players, uh, born in the nineteen hundreds. Some of that it was like no players born wow, in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> they said only two thousand plus. That's that. That was their like. I think it was 2001 or 2002. They wanted under 18 players, basically. Yeah, I, the, um, I'm not surprised that that's, 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 that seems like it would be illegal by uh, labor laws, but whatever. Uh, okay, Mad, Mad Lions. Why, why are Mad Lions easy or like beatable, in your opinion? Well, they choked last year, pretty much. And that, that was kind of what I was going to get at, too. Gen G, life ran it one game, too. So you can maybe... Last year at Worlds. So you can maybe say he'll do that like one of those two Think that's up. their weakness in life running it down yeah that's that's literally the secret to beating them is hoping they run it down and santorin i don't think he's like a like he's definitely not a flashy player he's just consistently okay right like he's pretty good and him just being consistently fine should be enough if clid just runs it and then life i think is legitimately worse than core jj and also, to having experience of knowing, like support leads lane typically bot lane. I and like how you're um you're completely ignoring the other player in, in that bot lane. Oh well, well going, that's the thing, going. right? Oh yeah, because support <laughs> support leads the oh, lane, shit. right? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So as long as Core JJ is like let's say two times better than uh the difference between uh ruler. To um, tactical, it'll be okay. So, so that, 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 is, is, that, that is a big assumption. Is, is yeah, it could could possibly. But the, the be- typically, the best... typically, you could be a better AD. But if your support is like shit, it doesn't matter because support leads a lane so much. So, so what you're saying is support diff is multiplicative, but yeah, AD exactly. diff is additive. <laughs> yeah, like wait, wait, wait. Support wait, is just wait. so good. <laughs> mm. So, so wait, so, so, so these days, like, how do you guys rank a great ruler? He's he is he still like a top like three ADC in the world? No, ruler. I think he's, I oh think... wow. Okay, wait, wait, debate, debate. Let's go. 
Go tell me why you don't think Rule is the best ADC in the world. Who do you think's better? Uh, I just think he played terribly this year. Like, like has he been two rulers has he been shackled? I would has say he been shackled all time, probably one of the best for sure, right? But has he been shackled by like a bad support? I don't know. He did not look very good this year. I'll say right. that. Like, um, he didn't look like himself. And you know, who's maybe, in your maybe in your opinion, you could say in your opinion, who's better? Um. I honestly didn't watch enough LCK. Like, there's other people okay. I thought were good. Like, Deco Dam was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and like that's kind of the thing is. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Do you say his, do you say his name as Deco Dam? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right it's, that's it's, it's, du- it's just just say it as like a duck, as like the bird. It's it's duck. Uh, duck. duck them. Okay. Yeah, just say yeah. it that way. Okay. Um, um, he was fine. Did he dropped off? Um and then Def played like shit. Teddy played Kumai? like shit. <laughs> like, so, so, so who is it? Is it like Kumayusi? I don't know. Yeah, I I would expect him to start for T one at Worlds, and yeah. Def turned it up in the uh, uh gauntlet. So maybe he'll be better. I don't know. Yeah, Def's um, not running it down so that Chovy could carry. Yeah. Him. Um, Ghost is fucking fine. He's just whatever. So you know, so he, so he might ruler still might be the best ADC in Korea. It's hard to so, say. So at the very least, so in the world, so in the world is, is Viper. It's it's still Viper in that case. I'd like, say at the it? moment, Viper is probably the best ADC. Oh, yes. really okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Re- regardless, I think the difference between life and for JJ is smaller than it is the difference between ruler and um, tactical. tactical. But tactical. I don't think it matters because of the role. Is my point. You, okay. So so. You, so you're, you're not say, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna lose because the ruler fucking owns you. That that's what you think. Like, ruler yeah, is not gonna be able to. It's a lot harder that. to stand out in a two v two two v two lane when ADC is such a fucking like whatever role. Mark this shit down. Mark this shit down for 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 when ruler just owns TL with with whatever the fuck he wants to do. Mark and this shit. To be down. fair, too, Tajo, I thought played. I don't know about he played like shit in spring, and then summer he was. Better, but last year at Worlds, I thought he played way better than I expected. He did, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I'm maybe a little bit having that bias there, and he's been doing quite well in the boot camp too. He's fourth account, and the out of all the tracking the pros, and he has a 62% win rate, which is only like this is the point four behind. So who knows, right? Like. I think that's up in the air. I don't think like I still would say Genji's favorite, but to think Team Liquid could beat them, it's not unreasonable. I think the problem for Teo is Jensen. Jensen um has has a propensity to run it um in critical situations. And I think that he will struggle against BDD because BDD is a similar player to him. In terms of the play styles that they have, uh, I, I think BDD and might BDD's, be a better. BDD also excels at not inting. Yeah, BDD might be like, a better version of Jensen. Like in terms of their play style, their their pool of champions, they're quite similar. I would. That's a very good point. I think BDD is fucking amazing too. I think the, the, the funny part about BDD is the way he like developed from the way he was hyped up as a solo queue prodigy. Yeah. it's very funny um well you do think jensen was the same though like exactly the same like jensen was known for uh fizz oh, yeah. and like zed and like all that stuff right yeah um 
and then and Fagar, and, and then Genji, like BDD was literally DZ one trick in Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Z- now he just plays Z- like Z- whatever. Flitzpeak. What about the Z Flix peak between Clid and oh. uh, BDD? You didn't take that into account, did you? Yeah, no, I didn't. Fuck. I, I, I want to hear an explanation of how Tio are going to beat Mad Lions. Um, I no, this is maybe just me. I don't think Mad Lions are good. What? Yeah, I don't know. I watched EU. I watched almost every EU game this year. Yeah, I am, and this is this is kind of what I wanted to get back to. Something on Cordy J too. He thinks the other regions like he watches them and he goes, "These people aren't good." Wait, he said that about Mad Lions? He said that about every region. He said, I look at other regions, everybody's beatable. No one no one is perfect. Like, he la- he laughs at other regions, too, where people laugh at NA. I think I wouldn't be shocked if EU underperforms this year than what people think. What do people think? I, what do you think? What do you think is that EU expectation? I'm not even joking. I've seen Mad Lions in the same conversations as FPX and EEG, and I think that's fucking horseshit. Right, that's like what semi-final potential semi-final, depending on how. No, this uh, is final. They're saying they they could win like finalist level skill, and I don't think that's true. I think Mad Lions are fine. I don't think they'll be as good as G two. Like I don't think without G two, and I don't mean like the team G two now. I mean like the 2019 G two lineup. I don't know if EU will get to where they were. Wow, controversial. Controversial opinion. The funniest part about Group D is it's supposed to be the group of life, and when you compare it to something like what, Dam1, Funplus, Rogue, even EDG, T1, those are scarier teams. Um, But then you get LNG, and LNG have somebody called Tarzan. Yeah, but do you know what else LNG have? Icon, and other players that are just not good icon, like tarzan is literally 1v9 every game yeah but so, icon to be yeah. fair icon did somehow stop running it down in uh what they call it regional finals like he, yeah. he he found his um monitor on button and started playing with his monitor on so like if you can do that again i think yeah i, I think tarzan is kind of good yeah no i think tarzan might be the best jungler at worlds and i think jung and i think jungle got a bit like Jungle's oh, fucking oh, busted dispatch. Busted like, for yeah. sure. So, I, I went on, like, a 15-game win streak dispatch. Last patch. <laughs> Alright. We can do, like, a more detailed Worlds preview later, but, uh, Jason, realistically, what do you think TL's going to do here? What, what do you think their results going to be at Worlds? I think they will probably not get out of groups, but I think Oh. Oh, really? Okay, okay. <sighs> No, Worlds is a fucking hard tournament. Whoever says like you got like a group of life, or, like kind of like Ads mentioned, there's no groups of life in Worlds. <laughs> like Worlds is fucking hard to win, or even hard to do well in. So just to be like realistic, they're probably not gonna get out of groups. Do I think they could? A hundred percent. Like for me to sit here and say there's no way they get out of groups, that's a fucking joke. Like I saw, um. LS and Nemesis ranked them fourth in the group before they even have a fourth team. I was like, how the fuck do you even say that? Um, I think it's just, like, possible, though. It's oh, they could totally possible. come fourth. I'm just not saying, how can you say that without even seeing yeah. what the other team is? Yeah, the range of possibilities, like, they could take first, too. Like, the possibilities say that, yeah. but it's not, it's, not, it's not likely. Like, I think Gen G are probably the worst um, mainstream, main stage Korean team. 
I thought PSG Talon was way better than Madware at MSI, too. And who knows? Oh, well, to be fair, they did shitty in the group stage, it, uh, like the, the first group stage, and then PSG Talon was way better in the second group stage. So it's really that I think is like a, a one for one, same team. So what's the difference, right? Um, I thought Fnatic, they're a weird team where Fnatic just like sometimes are amazing and then sometimes they're really bad and they'd be really hard to play against in groups because you don't know what to expect. RNG, uh, I don't think he'd be able to beat RNG, right? So like this is probably the best group team that could, could have gotten, I think, best or second, but like, it's kind of a toss up. Um, but I, I don't expect them to get out. You should never expect them to get out. And that's one thing, just knowing how League of Legends is, you should never just expect it. Because I thought Longju were just going to steamroll Worlds 2017. And it did. They did until they didn't. And uh, ever did since then. They did until they didn't. Yeah. J- J- Jason, can I ask you like a bit of like an existential question there? So. Sure. So for Teal to actually be a world's title contender, what has to happen? Or or are you living with the sort of mindset that you know that forever, given the circumstances in A, the infrastructure in A, it'll never happen? Like, like what is your hopium, the most, uh, the ideal situation where Teal manages to win NA? Is it that... Win NA or win Worlds? Like, let's say the way sorry, sorry, NA to win, wins to, Worlds... To win, sorry, to win, to win Worlds from NA... How would TL ever do that? You what just have to plan? have the best read on the meta before everybody else. Oh, so it's not about talent. It's are you saying that with this talent they could actually win with just knowledge? Like, I don't you think do? you could get like the like if you look at Cloud Nine and uh, Team Liquid's rosters on paper, you can't get a better team in NA on paper, just paper alone, right? Like. You could maybe get Spica instead of Santorin. And, like, Bjergsen will never leave uh, TSM. So, like, you probably could never get a better t- team. So, you need to do something different that'll give you that extra edge, which is probably a different read on the meta than everybody else that works. Whether or not okay. that'll happen, probably not. But, I think the problem with uh, reads on meta is I actually think that um, Korean teams are pretty slow on reads of meta at Wills. Um, in unless you're Edgar, who always fucking figured it out. Like, but oftentimes as Worlds goes on and as the meta becomes more and more stable, because people figure out, okay, this champ definitely counters this champ, this champ definitely counters that champ, then. Um, then, like, then they become very, very strong. And when, once it hits that, to be, be, like, the, the meme is, right, NA does very good week one of group stage, and then week two, it's just kaboom, right? Um, and I, I think other teams, there have been situations where NA teams have had good reads on meta. Um, uh, the, the most fa- famous one is what, C9, C9 um, was it when High was, was High Jungle at the time? I think he was Maybe. Um, but yeah, 2018. Also, the one where the Juggernaut patch. Oh, that's 2016. So yeah, I think that was high. 
Hai was at least on the team. I don't know if he was jungle. I don't think he was jungle at the time. Oh, no, it was 2015 Worlds, Juggernaut Patch. Yes, he was jungle. So that was, that was um, Balls, Balls, Hai, Jensen, Sneaky. I can't believe that fucking made Worlds. <laughs> yeah. And Lemon Turtle or Lemon Nation was still. Lemon Nation, uh, yeah, yeah. Was maybe. he still support at that point? Or was I'm he done? Sure. Uh, yeah, maybe it was him. He might have been Smoothie. I don't know. I don't smoothie. think Smoothie. No, Smoothie was on Team Liquid in 2015, I think. I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, but yeah. No, no, no. Smoothie was on fucking Team Dragonites in 2015. Nice. TDK, one team. Um, but yeah, you, you get the point, right? Like, the, the meme has been that NA has sometimes, uh, or at least C9 has sometimes had really good reads, early reads of the meta. But if you have a really good early read of the meta and you use that to get out of groups, then once you get to. Once you get to fi- like the finals, eventually you hit teams that have seen you play this comp and you need to find something different or you need to just be a straight-up better play- player in the best of five beyond them just banning out your champs, right? Like you need to have backup plans to your backup plans. I, I, I mean, I mean, you say so, but then again, Samsung, they won with like... Uh, they they doctored the meta by placing Fana on Mazahara three times, right? Like, like Yes, but they- also... Everyone, yeah, but I'm saying I, that everyone should. Everyone should have known that. Everyone should have known that, but that, that's what happens in the game. Like the things fa- people should have known, they don't always work out the way they should play out. I, I think Faker is very arrogant in the way he plays. That he thought, and Faker is probably the only player who would have gotten that leeway, that he could beat Crowns Malzahar, and that's why he didn't get banned. Um, I think in other situations. Fake uh, another player would have been overrided, and they would have banned the champ. And you see that yeah. through the MF MF pick, right? The MF yeah. uh, that was rocks. Support. Were they rocks? Coup? I don't it know was, what yeah, rocks. Rocks, 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 rocks Tigers, the, the yeah. team that where, killed my fandom. Yes. Yeah. Well, where they played, and you were at that game, right, Max? Yes. Live the, in person. Yes, the game where where they almost beat SKT, and then they lost, and then I stopped caring about League of Legends for for the next seven years. So they. they to people who don't know, they played MF support, which was an out, outlier pick at the time. Um, they played it once. They won with it. This is Rox, obviously. Rox won with it. They, uh, you know, um, who, was, who was the coach at the time for SKT? What was his name? It was Koma. Uh, Koma, yeah. Koma asked his players. They're like, uh, I think it was Wolf said something around the lines of, uh, we can beat it. He let them play it again. They lost again. And they, he asked them again, and they said, we can, I think we can still beat it. And he said, I, I, I believe you, but... I think at this point we should just ban it. They banned it and then they won the series, right? Uh, I don't think that yeah. happens for Faker, just because it's Faker. Did you see that? Um, I saw this from Spika actually, but uh, Spika said that Cooney essentially agreed with what you said. Um, he Faker was literally egoing him. He was like, "I no, no, I can beat him. I can beat him." Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And to be fair, so- like all he had to do was nullify Faker. Like legit, that's what I mean. The team was bad. The team, was yeah. Bad. All, 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 all right, let's let, 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 let's do the full uh, SKT segment just because SKT gets the views in our podcast. Okay, well, what? So yeah, so so are you saying that Faker's his ego is fucking tanking? It's tanking SKT. It's limiting the it, it's potential. It's tanking SKT in certain situations, of course. Yeah, but. Uh, but how many years? His ego has also carried SKT. I, I think the best players need to have an ego. 
They need to be confident in their abilities to be for the sure. Because they're also won't make big dick plays. Yeah. yeah, like you, you can say Faker had an ego in 2018. I think it was 2018 was, um, but he also had the ego to back it up when he was one of E9. He had fucking Wolf running it. Bang was running. It was 2017. Yeah, fuck, their bot lane was terrible. Like, not even joking. Huni was their second best player at Worlds, which was crazy to even. Yeah, who was the jungler? Was it uh, was it rotating between Blank and um, it was Dina? it was Blank and I don't Blank think it was Peanut. Blank and Bengi. Blank, man. It was Blank definitely. Oh, no, it wasn't Bengi. No, no, Bengi won. It was Blank. I think. I think it's just. I think yeah, it was just Bengi Blank. never lost. Um, Blank was it just Blank? Okay, maybe it was just Blank. Um, I think it was just yeah. Blank. Yeah. Like, like, Faker carried that series. I watched that RNG series again. Faker carried the shit out of that series. Um, and if he's, if that's your best player, the best player in the world, the best player ever, the best player at this at this competition, like he probably would have won, um, you know, player of the of worlds. What do they call it? MVP of worlds. MVP. Know, it was Peanut. MVP. Um, was oh, Peanut? Yeah. Uh, MVP of worlds. If if they'd won uh, worlds like easily um then yeah like i think that's a very possibility people always point towards uh 2014 msi um with adg when MSI. he picked 2015 uh when he beat uh adg beat them when fakers unbeaten um uh leblanc was beaten by adg at the time unbeaten of course um so it's happened a few times but in the end i think a, a coach's job is to save players from the arrogance um, and also know when to let the player indulge in their own arrogance. And that's that's a hard balance, right? Obviously. All right. So let, let's conclude by giving our predictions for TL's performance at Worlds. I think TL comes in the group. Oof. Wow. Oof. That's rough. As no LS. I think, okay, I think it's possible that they can beat Mad Lions. It's possible that they can beat LNG. I think it's improbable that they beat Genji. I think Genji come out first in this group. And then I think really? Mad... Yeah, I think Genji come first in this group. Um, I'm big on the hopium for Genji. I don't know why, but now I just am. Like, uh, it's a bit of a hopium for our ruler, I guess. I'm a ruler fanboy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Genji come out first. Then Mad Lions. Uh, this is assuming LNG come to this group, right? If LNG... Mm somehow don't make it then this changes heaps um and then lng lng team liquid could go either way it depends on what you said like how teams how teams play i'm gonna so every year team liquid's played at worlds they've always gone three and three and gotten fucked somehow in the tiebreaker sometimes it's good enough sometimes it's not so i think this will be the year that they go three and three and they at least get to play the tiebreaker. I'm not oh, sure if they win it or not. Who do they play the tiebreaker against, and how does it go? Against Mad, I think, too. I was also surprised that someone else thought Genji was the best team in that group. Um, And it's totally, who knows? EU has a way better win rate against NA at tiebreakers. So I'll say that they probably win. But uh, I think there's a legit... Like that tiebreaker could legitimately happen. Right. Don't you think Mad have the um, time zone advantage? Uh, no, technically, because all teams <laughs> got there on the same day. 
So that was that was a meme. Remember when um <laughs> NAT was No 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 wait 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 jet lag? Jet lag? Didn't T hasn't TL been uh boot camping there for like a couple of weeks now? They Maybe. got to when they, uh, the, they went um, to Utrecht on the thirteenth. Yeah. And they every team had to be in uh Iceland for the twenty fifth. So Yeah. Yeah, so they've been like they had like two more weeks basically of like getting used yeah. to time zone and like Yeah, but Matt has been used to the time zone the whole season. So yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. If if we That's accumulate close. jet lag, if we accumulate jet lag and consider it an accumulative process, Matt have no jet lag. And therefore they are better. You got to think about it this way too. Yeah, like they already it. traveled nine hours, right? So they they're used to being off. That one hour time difference for Matt, they're just gonna feel a little bit weird, and it's gonna <laughs> ruin their. That one uh, hour it, is just it, gonna be a treacherous. It's like the um, when your mouse pad is a bit crooked. Yeah, exactly. Put on the hopium gas mask right now. Just just start inhaling. Start inhaling deep. Well, All right. Um, me, I can't play video games with my door open. Like I just can't do it. Door has to be closed or I just feel off. Alright. What? I, I'm serious. I can't play video games if my door... My, my, I'm not in a bedroom. I'm in like a study room, I guess. Oh, um, oh if you're being watched. If you're being watched. It's, it's, it's performance anxiety. It's performance anxiety. <laughs> that's why... <laughs> no, you think I'm joking, but it's true. Um, I, that's why... The reason why I don't like streaming League is because I, I know people are watching me and I feel like I play much worse. Oh, so okay. So I, I was trying to close it out, but I'll give you like a good example too. So like, uh, before they introduced like tap your cell phone to pay for subway prices in New York City for subways, you had to like swipe a like a very flimsy uh, plastic card through a magne- magnetic reader to get on subway. But the system is, but the reader is shitty as fuck. So you gotta like you gotta swipe it through at like a very specific speed and angle for it to read, or else it'll say you we couldn't read it, and you have to swipe it through again. So at rush hour, when there's like fifty people behind you and trying to you're trying to swipe your card through exactly in the first swipe, that 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 performance anxiety is insane. You just feel like like fifty people behind. Not even fifty, like a hundred people behind you, just staring like lasers in your back. Like, why is this motherfucker unable to swipe through at, at the first try? Yeah, that's, I say that, that happens at my work with the swipe clock. Exact same thing. <laughs> Wait, what clock? Yeah, we have a punch in clock where you have to log your oh. hours. Oh, but you have to like swipe it through like exactly. Yeah, like, it's the, just like an old speed? credit card. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so my prediction for TL is that they're I my prediction is same as Jason except they're going to lose a tiebreaker. They're going to I said they lose a tiebreaker. Oh, you do? Too? Okay. Except, oh, high, high five. High five. Yeah. Clap. Clap. Whatever. Okay, let's close out today's episode with song recommendations as usual. Oh, I don't know shit. if anyone these. I forgot that part. It's okay, you can go last. Yeah. So because we're talking about esports today, I'm going to go with one of my favorite esports songs that was used by OnGameNet because, no, no, not OnGameNet, I think it's NBC Game. I'm pretty sure they did not have the license for the song, but it's the song titled Story of the Year by The Antidote. Wait, no, is that the round? No, no, sorry. It's The Antidote by Story of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) You must really like the song. Huh? Uh, good. You must really like this song. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. No, basically, it was it was the song they used in their intro for Pro League, I think, in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and it was one of the the songs that didn't just have a good melody, but 
whoever was listening to this song was like, oh man, these lyrics actually like fit the theme of pro gaming. And I think the lyrics go like, all we need is a, all we need is a reason. Uh, all we need is reason. And it's here inside us all or something like that. And then I was like, oh man, this is actually like a rock song that, that fits the theme. Cause I, cause it's like generally, it, uh, no, it's more of like a, hmm, I don't know what to call it. You, if you, I would say it's more, again. Yeah, I know. I, I I would just say it's it's more like pop rock, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, because because if you listen to a lot of these old Brudor era songs, they really don't care about the lyrics. They're like, oh, this melody is good. We'll just play it. And then you listen to the song, and it's like, what the fuck? And and this one, I actually thought, oh yeah, these guys like they they did a good job of picking a song with a good melody and something that actually fits the. Uh, the the theme of the league. So yes, it is uh, story of the year's song called "The Antidote." I th- and actually, the song is actually about environmentalism. So I guess it fits this podcast. Whatever. My song is four 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 by Jay Z. It's from his album with the same name, four four four. It's I guess his his apology to Beyonce and his kids for um, his infidelity. Uh, it, it's one of the best apology songs I'd say ever because it sounds <laughs> it sounds genuine in his in his terms. I think he has one of his best lines ever where he says, um, "We sleep with our back turns. We were supposed to vacate until our backs burn." And so like, I just I love that line. It's one of my favorite Jay Z lines. And he's got a lot of good lines, but that's just one that always sticks out to me. Our album in general is very good, and it's one of his standouts after a bunch of flops actually. So four 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 by Jay Z. Wait wait wait! Why does it resonate with you? Like why does it re- with you in particular? Because Jay Z cheated on him. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah. Jay Z cheated on Kanye. On that's why for this episode, yeah. I'm gonna go uh, with uh, the best song Riot has ever produced, which is Giants by True Damage. I listened to that song when I was waitlisting yesterday. Good song. Not super controversial. I think um, what's it called? The world song, "Legends Never Die." I think that one's better, but I, I I think it's a respectful answer anyway. If you're only including world songs, then sure. But I think they they've made really good music outside of it. I think Pentakill's legitimately a good man. <laughs> yeah, all right. And I think um, what's good? Have you listened to like the champion themes at all? Uh, not really. A little bit. Not really. They they got some they got some good champion themes like the uh the kindred ones. One of my favorite. That right. was a really good one. All right, Jason. All right. What, 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 is your, what is your recommendation? I'm going to do El Scorcho by Weezer. <laughs> what? El Why? Why? I fucking love that song. That's all. I like all it. Right. All right. Sure. All right. J- yeah. Jason, th- thanks for being on and thanks for being uh, yeah. re- realistic about your team's chances. Ads. Yeah. Can't wait to be crying in a month. But I also cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I'm just kind of used to it at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed that copium, hopium, and everything in between. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily, you can do so at www.coffee. That's k o f i coffee. Coffee, whatever you pronounce it. dot com slash the jujus. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.